Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. So today we're going to talk about one of the most misunderstood places on the planet. We're going to talk about that place between your ears. We're going to talk about how we have the most opportunity and challenge for understanding ourselves. So today's topic is dealing with your inner critic. Are you critical of yourself? And this concept is complex for most people. And I want you to know it is normal to struggle with that annoying voice inside your head. Psychologists call it cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance occurs when you know the right things to do, yet find difficulty doing them. Hmm. Things like eating better, more exercise, and better rest are some of the prominent examples. And you can quickly, you can quickly become critical of yourself with these and other issues in your life. And listen to the secret. The secret to a positive self-image is understanding where your negative self-image comes from and choosing to react differently. And your inner critic, it's that voice inside your head. It says you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not thin enough. You know these voices. In some cases, it actually makes you think you are an imposter when you are successful. And you feed the inner critic by allowing it to fester in your mind. The secret to get these thoughts into your consciousness and be aware of what you're telling yourself. Get these into the light. Listen to what you're telling yourself. And it's crucial to get this thinking into the light by exploring your darkest ideas about yourself. So your inner critic developed to protect your vulnerability by helping you adapt to the world around you and meet its requirements, whatever those requirements might be. Your inner critic makes you acceptable to others by criticizing or correcting your own behavior before the people could criticize or reject you. In this way, it reasoned it could earn love and protection for you as well as save you from shame and hurt. I love that quote from Hal Stone. And one way to mitigate your inner critic, one way to reduce the impact of your inner critic is to just honor it. Put it in a place of recognition. Everyone's inner critic is both well-intentioned and unprepared to serve you well in life. Your inner critic must mature and become self-aware for you to teach it how to adapt to the competent, effective, 
leader you need to become. So I want you to invite the inner critic to reveal itself to you. Determine what gives you wise counsel and listen. According to Lisa Firestone with Psychology Today, when we fail to identify and separate from this inner critic, we allow it to impact our behavior and shape the direction of our lives. It may sabotage our success or our relationships, preventing us from living the lives we want to lead and becoming the people we seek to be. Hmm, a lot of wisdom there from Lisa. Another way, another way to tame your inner critic is to write these critical thoughts down. So when you're being critical of yourself, write them down. This action helps you see these thoughts from another point of view as untrue. It's the third person perspective. Then write down what you think about the written statements once you've had a chance to do some purposeful reflection. In other words, write them down, then think about them. Are these really true? Am I really this way? If you do this, you will realize how absurd these thoughts are by shedding reality on them. They're often merely thought distortions rather than reality itself. And by identifying, separating, and, and acting against these destructive thoughts in your head, you grow more robust and your inner critic grows weaker. I mean, we can all say we're too big, too little, too smart, too whatever, but it's all relative. It's all a comparison. And often once we realize that we're comparing ourselves to others, well, we can recognize our own individuality, our own uniqueness, our own specialness. I want you to remind yourself that there is an inner champion in your mind as well. Yes, if there's an inner critic in that head of yours, there is an inner champion in your mind as well. And this champion believes in you and it believes in your ability to accomplish success however you define it. You are worthy. You are meaningful and you are successful for a reason. Your inner champion can defeat the critic by exercising itself in your mind. And you can simply tell yourself that your past actions, good and bad, have created you as the person you are today. I want you to just own it, own it, own the negativity of your past as tuition you paid Own the success of your past as the validation you have for being the successful person you are. And success is by whatever definition you choose. You define success. You can't let others create your definition of success. It's not a comparison. This is your individual journey. And listen to this quote from Rick Hansen. He says, try regarding your inner critic as something that lacks credibility. Imagine it as a ridiculous character 
like a silly cartoon villain. That's a great way to look at it. Your inner critic is a silly cartoon villain, and it's ridiculous because it's often untrue. Hmm. There is a way to use comparison in a positive way. I want you to notice other people's qualities that are like your own, that are effective like your own, in order to validate yourself as someone successful. They are just like you when they exhibit specific characteristics or behaviors. And we learn that comparing ourselves to others is a bad idea. But folks, if it's positivity, that's simply not always the case. Mirroring positivity in others can be a powerful weapon against your inner critic. And I love the idea of mirroring positivity. Yes, I do that. And I notice she does that as well. What a great way to silence the inner critic. You can also use the third person point of view by imagining how other people see you. They admire your difficult choices and the obstacles you overcame to be where you are in life. Let's say you went back to school with small children at home. Let's say you published a book or you started a successful small business. In my mastermind group, I lead a group of local CEOs in our community. I often get members to state what they admire about others in the group openly. And it is a potent activity that stirs emotions. They get emotional when they hear what their peers admire about them. I want you to do this activity for yourself. Say, I admire myself for doing X. I admire myself for achieving Y. I admire myself for accomplishing this thing in my life. Hmm. Listen to William Shakespeare. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. <laughs> Don't you love that? There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Whether something is good in life or bad in life all depends on how we think about it. So I want you to remember that your inner voice is your own creation. You created it. It is an internal thought that may have been planted long ago by someone critical of you. However, now it resides in your mind. It is yours. You can control it. You own it. You can control it when you choose to do so. Now, I'm not saying it's easy, but I want you to know it is possible. Positive affirmations are things that really work when we take them seriously and when we do this literally. Choosing to listen to your inner champion takes practice. Every one of you have accomplished something remarkable that you probably don't give yourself the credit you deserve for. And I want you to understand something. The remembering self is different from the experiencing self. What you remember about your past is not the way you experienced it in real life. And the positive things that we've accomplished in life, we tend to downplay. 
we tend to not make a big deal out of it. But those things that are negative, we tend to amplify. That's the critic. So choose to listen to your champion. Think about all the successful things you've done in your life that you do not give yourself credit for. And I want you to know thought distortions. Thought distortions are legitimate in life. They're also known as cognitive distortions by the academic community. And psychiatrist Aaron Beck pioneered research on cognitive, I call them thought distortions, in his development of a treatment method known as cognitive behavioral therapy in the 1960s. And here are some examples. Polarized thinking. It's either this or that. It's good or bad. I'm heavy or thin. I'm smart or dumb. That's polarized thinking. Or it's overgeneralizations. I never get to do this. Or I always do this. That's an overgeneralization. You don't always or, or never do many things in life. Or another example is making everything into a catastrophe. Catastrophizing. It's a catastrophe if I don't get this paper in on time. It's a catastrophe if I don't make that meeting. It's a catastrophe if I lose that customer. Most things are not catastrophes. I like to use the five-minute, five-year rule. If something is not going to matter in five years, then don't allow yourself more than five minutes concerned about it. Give yourself five minutes to chew on it, to complain about it, to be upset about it. But after that, move on. It's not going to matter in five years. Your child received a bad grade on a paper. It's one bad grade. It's not a catastrophe. Move on. And cognitive distortions are thoughts that cause individuals to perceive reality inaccurately. Remember, The remembering self is different from the experiencing self. We're remembering things wrongly. And during difficult circumstances, these distorted thoughts contribute to a negative outlook on the world and about us. I'll give you a personal example. I grew up with thought distortions about food. It's it's bad if you don't finish your plate. People are starving. Finish your food. And without going into a lot of detail, I learned how to eat differently in the last few months. And I've permanently lost a significant amount of weight. And if you want to learn more about that, if you want to learn more about my weight loss journey, about 25 pounds, contact me at www.johngrubs.com. That is J-O-H-N-G-R-U-B-B-S dot com. You can reach out to me. You can ask me how I did it, and I'll share my journey with you. But you can get that information from me. I just don't want to use it on this podcast. I'll save it for another podcast in the future. But if you want to learn more about losing weight permanently, go to johngrubs.com and reach out to me. Listen to my issue. The inner critic about my body never helped me achieve success. It only caused me to make decisions that were counterproductive to achieving a healthy lifestyle. 
And here's what I say about my inner critic. My inner critic was ignorant. And ignorant means did not know better about the way to achieve better health. I was one of those people that legitimately thought you could outwork a bad diet, that you could exercise your way out of a bad diet, or you could exercise your way to health despite a bad diet. And you know what's so worse? I listened to it for many years. For many years, I listened to that inner critic. Well, you don't have to. And if you listen to that arrogant inner critic, you can also choose to listen to your powerful internal champion. You can unlearn bad habits. And you can achieve harmony with reality. I want you to realize something. You are fighting thought distortions. You're not fighting the truth. You're fighting distortions about the truth. You're fighting pictures in your mind about the truth that don't really exist. They are patently untrue. You're not always X or you're not always Y. You're not going to always Y and you're not always going to do X. And no matter what the reason, you can rethink what success looks like in your life. A friend of mine, he calls this future self his avatar. He creates this avatar of himself. And this avatar is what he wants to be. And he says, if I can create it in my mind, I can create it in my life. So you have homework from this podcast. I want you to create the avatar of your future self. Create this avatar in your mind. Pretend you're inside a game and you're going to create this avatar. What does that avatar look like? What does she look like? Make your hero the person you want to become in five years. Don't make your hero someone else. Your hero is the person you want to become in five years. So if this podcast helped you today, I want you to share this podcast on all of your social media platforms. Maybe we can help someone deal with their inner critic. Maybe you know someone that is very critical of yourself that needs this information. Maybe this is something that can help people in your circle of influence. Share this with them. Share this link. I want you to subscribe to this podcast so that you get the episodes as I, da- as I upload them at, so that you have a real-time cadence with this podcast. I try to do one a week. I'm not always able, but I try to do another podcast each week. And I want you to remember that the way we help people is with information. And if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to suggest a topic about a podcast, or if you want to ask me questions about one of my podcasts, you can do that at johngrubs.com. There's a way to download a free book. I have a lot of free information. You can join my tribe. I have a tribe for people who want to be connected with me. 
Uh, you can get premium content. You get access to things that everyone else doesn't get access to. Just remember, make your hero the crazy person you want to become in five years. The person that's crazy enough to do things others are afraid to do. The person that's crazy enough to move in one direction while everyone else is moving in another. Because this podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.